and welcome to another edition of Mets Across the Bob. Bob? Pod, even. <laughs> We're having one of those days. Um, and, it, and it could get worse. <laughs> it really could. I'm ill, so I apologise in advance for any coughing, spluttering, or any other noises that I make. <laughs> um, tonight, I'm only joined by Les. Hi, Les. Hello, Tracy, and I'm glad to hear you're finally getting on the mend, even a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we're getting there. Yeah, gradually. And of course, uh, our other two buddies that won't be joining us tonight, uh, Joe is sunbathing. So hello, Joe out and there. And doing cocktails. Yeah, <laughs> sunbathing and drinking cocktails. And David, I think, is just uh, last seen with Chelsea pensioners on a nighting, yeah. apparently. <laughs> Well, so you fit in at least. Yeah, <laughs> he seemed to be enjoying himself there. <laughs> <coughs> and and the coughing begins. We, we we're we're not technically advanced enough to have cough buttons, so you'll hear coughs tonight. <laughs> yeah, I've got a chest infection, so sorry. But fair news to Tracy um, for coming off the, the uh, injured list to get here. <laughs> yes, well, in fairness, they did offer to post- postpone it, but I said no, because I'm well, a stubborn mare. Well, that's slightly better than Brandon Nimoni's chicken illness, <laughs> so his food poisoning. I'll teach him how to cook chicken. <laughs> I've been with my husband 17 years now, and I've not killed him yet, so I've got to do something, right? Yeah, you must be working okay. Well, even I can cook yeah. chicken, so... Three letters to you, uh, Brandon. Now we'll KFC next time. Okay. <laughs> uh, right. We're well, referring into what's first, then Tracy results and so on. Yeah, we're going to have a look at spring so far. Um, so, what do you think of the games that we've seen so far, Les? Well, typical spring fair, I suppose. Uh, starters coming in two innings at a time. We've seen no. We've seen, we've seen all the, the top level starters. Uh, come in for a couple of innings in Noah. We've seen uh, uh, DeGrom, uh, Wheeler and Mats. Uh, and it's been pretty good and positive so far from them. I mean, uh, Noah's already hitting 99 miles an hour this early in spring, which can either be quite scary or uh, or very encouraging. I'm not sure which at the minute. Scary for the hitters, I hope. So, But it's been yeah, very, very and, good. Uh, uh, DeGrom's getting 97 on the clock that's yeah. pretty good and he Especially did get hit a couple of times spring. hard yeah he did get hit a couple of times hard in that first game but we'll come straight back from that he, he got hit hard last year one of these uh, great qualities last year was was when bases got loaded or there were two guys on guys in scoring position he was able to uh, basically kneel down the rest and reduce the damage uh, most of the time coming yes. out we actually no run scores so I mean that's still very positive but as usually he gets very little run support but it's hopefully that will change around now soon. So, and it is very, very early days, don't forget. Yeah. So I mean, like results uh, taken with a big, with a very large pinch of salt. Uh, the actual scores don't count. It's just seeing these guys go out and get their their arms worked out, and guys getting into the the realm of realm of uh, swinging and timing the pitches and so on. So, it's it's so as you say, it's early days. So we'll see how we go. But we've come off what a win, two wins so far, and three losses this spring. Uh, as and I say, a tie. Record, yeah, and a tie, one tie. There's no ties in baseball. <laughs> What's happening? Ties, uh, tears, cries. Yeah. yeah, we get it all at the Mets. Yes. Uh, but it's yes, yeah, so the has been encouraging uh, start so far for the team. So, what do you think uh, so far? The way the guys are hitting so on this early spring. Um. I think there's been some real positives. Peter Alonso, sorry, Pete. Pete yes. Alonso. Yeah, get that right or we'll get that unfollowed by everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I noticed he's got his blue tick back, which he's rather happy about. Yeah. Well, he was, he was a, a fake Pete Alonso there for a few days. <laughs> yes. Um, so he was. Hit, hitting a home run off the first ball, ball he saw in the spring, that's got to be a positive. And he's making his case to be included from the start. Yeah, he's he's done exactly so far what we thought he would do from coming into camp. Uh, he set that dinger off the very first pitch he saw, as you said. Uh, then he struggled in the field, which we sort of predicted as well he might do, getting used to first base. But uh, then 
a couple of days ago, he made a brilliant play at the plate. So he did. So, I mean, he's, he's had both sides in the field so far, but he's definitely going the right direction. And uh, I'm still not sure where he'll get a start on opening day, but he's, he's heading the right direction. Definitely going, make, making Brody uh, make a tough decision somewhere down the line. Oh, yeah, definitely. And hell, if it's going to be a tough decision, that's got to be good for the Mets because there is so much competition for spaces because of the depth that Brody's introduced in the off season, mm-hmm. then that's got to be good for the guys because they want, they're going to have to work for their places. Yeah, it's not going to be a default. You play this position because you are yeah. in that position anymore. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's a bit like a throwback to the old days uh, in baseball where guys came into camp, even the all-stars came into camp every year. They had to earn their jobs. Uh, and this, this is a bit sort of a bit back like that. There, a lot of guys obviously still have their jobs, but it's, it's uh, there's a lot of battling at the back end of the roster to see who's going to be there in the 25 man at the come opening day. Yeah, and I think a bit of healthy competition is good for the team. Yeah, it's great. You want to put your best team forward, and they need to earn that that spot. Exactly. If you want to play in the big leagues, you got to earn it, and uh, definitely Pete Alonso is going the right way about that. Uh, another play yesterday, actually, I noticed was quite a highlight for me. Uh, it was Keon Broxton's squeeze play against Miami uh, that sort of ignited the entire offense. Uh, I know a yes. lot of guy, a lot of people sort of think the uh, the home run is the be all and end all, but I love a squeeze play. I love all that station to station baseball, uh, bunts, moving guys across, stealing bases. <laughs> Uh, the, these kind of things can really ignite an offense, so they can't. And it, and it did yesterday. I mean, racking up fourteen runs for the against Miami was uh, still still a, was a very good return. Starting off like a squeeze play drive and a run from Keon. Yes, and, and can I just say I love Keon's puppies. <laughs> yeah, well, hope that that was a retweet of a tweet that you'd put in, was it? Um. Yes, he retweeted my tweet, and it's like, oh. And today, we've been followed by the big leaguer. We've been followed by Mr. Met. Yeah, we have hit the big time today. It's, uh, it's official. We are big time now, because Mr. Met has followed us, and we love it. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, he's, I mean, and he's been tweeting at us as well. Yes, I've seen that there. So thank you, Mr. Met. And actually, thank you to everybody in the Met's uh, social media department who's actually really come on board with us this year and, and sort of helping us out and sort of retweeting the odd tweet here and there uh, and sort yeah, of liking the odd we tweet. We really do it's, appreciate the support. It's, and it's not just even a big deal over here for us Mets fans. It's actually uh, rippled around the entire UK baseball community that one of the big league clubs would actually do this and, and sort of show that kind of support to, to us people over here trying to push and drive the game forward. Yeah, and we are now officially the fifth biggest t- UK team fan account in the UK. Yeah, it's been a, quite a road to get there. It's been chasing, it's been trying to chase down the Phillies, which has kept us going. Uh, but they've, uh, Dave's kept <laughs> kept him well ahead with these Russian bots. Say as so. <laughs> but we're still coming after you, Dave. Don't worry, we're coming. <laughs> we'll get you, Dave. I think we're still yeah. a hundred, hundred behind or more. <laughs> well, we're now at, at this moment. We are at one thousand four hundred and thirty-eight followers. Mm-hmm. Brilliant, and they, thank you, you to everybody. Exactly. Yeah. Last year, exactly. How far we've actually come and what we've achieved, and it's it's mad. It, yeah, it's actually it's, it's, it makes me pinch myself sometimes just thinking about it. Because uh, we started this off uh, just randomly. In the hope that we maybe get a couple of hundred people following us, and we'll maybe sort of have a, a wee community to talk about baseball ourselves, and it's sort of grown into this uh, bigger thing now within the entire baseball community. So it's brilliant, and thank you to everyone who's followed us. Yeah, we we really do appreciate your support, and we do read all of our tweets and replies and everything, mentions. We read it all, and. Without your support, we couldn't be where we are now. Indeed. Uh, I mean, it's, as I said before, it is mind-blowing. So let's hope we just keep going forward and the entire UK baseball community can grow and London 2019 will be even bigger again for us all. Oh, and um, we're bigger than the Yankees. Suck that, Jack. 
this is true. This is true, people. We are massively in the UK. The Mets are massively bigger than the New York Yankees. So there you go. The UK is a New York Mets town or country. <laughs> <laughs> I told you it's one of those days. Yeah, we're going to be all over the place today. <laughs> well, as usual, people expect that from us. Well, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it was, it did make me chuckle that, that we're higher up than the Yankees. Well, it's been a lot of hard work from all of us. So that's, uh, I think, well it deserved. Is. So pat ourselves in the back for us. Let's pat ourselves in but, the back. But our, Great work. our followers make it worthwhile. Indeed. It's uh, some. Some great communications with everybody out there. It's brilliant. It really is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, moving on to the problem that has cursed the Mets seemingly forever, uh, at least yeah. for the last last two years since that World Series run, uh, the old injury Ooh. list has uh, dug its head up again. So, Tracy, run us through the, the latest on the so, uh, mash unit that is the Mets. Todd Frazier, who's never been on the injury list before he uh, joined the Mets, is on the injury list with an oblique injury and it's indefinite. Uh, yeah, because last year was the first time he ever hit the DL or the DA as it's now called. Uh, IL. Oh, IL, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be one of those yes. nights. <laughs> yes. Uh, and he's uh, got a slight injury again. I don't think this is too much to worry about just yet. Uh, come open and they have to start putting time frames on things. That's a different story, but just right now it's I just let this stuff sort of flow over me. Injuries are going to happen. Guys are coming back. They're getting the pulling muscles and so on and straining themselves after a long winter. So hopefully it's uh, nothing too serious. I hope not. Because I, I know a lot of people think that Frazier's too old or whatever, but I like him. He's got personality. Yeah, I like Todd Frazier. He's good in the clubhouse. And I mean, especially for them younger guys like Ahmed Rosario and these guys uh, and Dom yes. Smith, and it's just to have that uh, steady hands. Now that, like especially now that Davis out, yeah, type. yeah, like uh, him and Robinson Cano would could really lead these guys, the, the younger guys coming through. Uh, so that's he's definitely somebody good to have in the clubhouse, no doubt about that. But we've got this depth now, and uh, just talking about the depth, Jed Lowry was the next one to actually arrive in our injury list. Uh, yes, with his uh, knees. Yeah, and he's had no time to return either. But yeah, again, I don't think this is a lot to worry about because they haven't really uh, made any specifics about it, has he? Um, no, I think he had returned to New York to get an MRI and possibly it was a steroid injection or something like that in his knee. Yeah. I think he has somebody else. No, I think you can go with think it's right, cortisone injection or something to get, try and get him through or yeah. whatever. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, again, I don't think these things are too much to worry about just yet. Uh, so, um, it is like it's what thirty days till first game. Yeah, it was uh, four weeks today, so that's what. Yes, yeah, twenty-eight days, uh, the opening day. So we're uh, so closing still time. Oh, there's plenty of time. It's uh, these guys are still working out, still getting fit again. So I'll be, I think we'll be fine. Uh, Travis Darno has also gone down with a back, but he's expected to be back pretty soon anyway, so that's not a big deal, I don't think. Yeah, because he had Tommy John last year and has been recovering from it since. Yeah. Apparently, he may make an appearance this weekend. The trouble with a catcher getting to, or going for, through a, a season in the surgery last year is he's he's not been able to work out probably you know, fully through the winter like he, the way he normally would. So... He's going no. to get these, and I think he's going to get slight uh, strains and stuff, stuff going through the season. So uh, expect yeah, a lot of I this think, minor stuff from Don Arnold this year. I think catcher's probably one of the harder positions to play in terms of physicality. Well, there's no doubt with all that crouching down and so on. I mean, there was. I remember when the Piazza played, there was uh, for years there was talk of shifting him to first so that he would uh, he could retain his bat longer. Yeah, uh, and his offensive production longer just to be getting him out of the catching position uh, but it never yeah. really came to that. I played a couple of games at first I think and that was a bit and we move on to the other <coughs> big injury apart from Tracy's cold <laughs> yes and yes. that was as we, as we briefly touched on before Nemo's food poisoning <laughs> yes like I say I'll teach him how to cook so Tracy what yes. would be your ideal dinner to put down to Brandon Nemo 
And it has to be chicken based. I'm putting you on the spot here. What chicken based chicken based meal are you putting down to Travis Darnold or not Travis Darnold? Brandon Neville. A proper English roast chicken dinner with Yorkshire puddings and and Brussels sprouts and all the veg to give him muscles and things. I'm hungry now. I need need tiny size food now. That's actually my favourite meal is a roast chicken dinner, so there you go. Uh, so that brings us to the end of the injury report. Thankfully, it's not, I don't think, too bad. So it's, we'll and see how this goes through the, the spring. Like I say, we've got the depth uh, to capture. You've got Thomas Nido, you've got Devin Miserarco, you've got Wilson and, Ramos. Yeah, so we've got plenty of depth there, no doubt about it. Yeah. Oh. Uh, RBI single by Pete Alonso, apparently, in today's yeah, game against the Cardinals. Yeah, just seen we've just uh, went up two to one against the oh, Cards, just so we have. Sort of keeping half an eye on it because it's not televised today. No, uh, congratulations, by the way, there, Tracy. You just gave us the first ever live game update on Mets Across the Pod. Ooh. That's a going big down in history. That's a big moment in history here. <laughs> Mark this. Oh, one. yes. <laughs> Oh, yes. uh, I'm just actually looking at the box score here and Vargas was quite interested in seeing how he would go uh, he pitched two innings uh, gave up a hit, gave up a run uh, one walk and struck out three giving up a home run as well so it's not a bad first outing from a guy no, that's going to, going to need a huge bunch back here he needs a year yeah he really does and he needs to get off to a fast start as well. At least eating up five to six innings per game. Uh, giving up no more than about three, I would say. Yes. he he's. I know that um, Mickey has already named his starting five, which I think is quite an unusual move, personally. But it is, it is this early in the season. It? Yeah, it is quite this early in the season. But I think it's uh, contracts and so on have sort of forced him into that or whatever. Uh, being yeah. the one that paid in Vargas last year. Plus, I, I honestly do believe, and I could be completely wrong, and I will own up if I am completely wrong, I do think Vargas will be a solid starter at the back end uh, come uh, this season. I'll, I'll ask you how you feel about this come, I don't know, all yeah. star break? Yeah, <laughs> check me back and that's at the end of April, actually. <laughs> because this could change pretty soon. So uh, I, I know I have a good feeling about Vargas this year. I thought last year coming in with that late camp that he had coming in late, he just sort of struggled off the first half. I was more positive about his second half. And I think with a full camp under him and a proper settled winter under him, I think he'll have a, as a fifth starter, I think he'll be as good as boosted in the National League. Well, I think he's got a point to prove. And I hope he steps up to the challenge and, and does and they say as well. Yeah, definitely, because I mean, there's a lot of it gets a lot of bad press and so on, and fans wanting wanting them out and so on like that. There, but now I think you've got to give this guy a go, uh, see how he goes in the first month of the season. I don't think he'll have a a long leash, so to speak, because I think uh, Brody has already stated that this is a team that's <laughs> out out to win this year. So if uh, he gets off to a bad start. Uh, we could soon see him shifted to the bullpen and maybe somebody else coming in, maybe trying to bring somebody else in to start. Yeah, well, uh, Lugo did it a couple of times last year. Yeah, and we've still got Gazelman. He's been a starter before. Uh, it's just he could stretch out his arm to four or five innings a game. So uh, there's definitely still plenty of options there to, to shift people in and out of the bullpen into the rotation. So And say, see how we go coming up to the trade deadline and where we are in the standings and who knows, there might be somebody that they'll go after and get to bring in either a bat yeah. or a big arm to get us over the hump if there's a tight race this year, which we all expect there will be. But there are still a hell of a lot of free agents around. Yeah. I uh, not the... many of them, but I know there are a lot of them. <laughs> well, Bryce Harper's I obviously... I going to say, we'll name them. Yeah. <laughs> well, Bryce Harper's the biggest one that obviously we're... At, uh, I know David, UK Phillies, is... Uh, going mad about it at the minute because uh, he was really hoping that they would catch him. Obviously, we're hoping that they don't get him. But word is at the minute the Giants are looking at some kind of ten-year deal with him for three hundred and twenty-five mil or something like that, with a, an option after five. So, but the Phillies really willing to go about three hundred million. So, 
what do you think the impact of contracts like this will be, especially with um, the collective bargaining agreement ending next year and stuff like that? I don't think these uh, individual contracts will make a big difference at the minute because there's a lot of ill will between the owners and the players associated at the uh, through, start again the players association at the minute. Uh, I think that poll we ran last week uh, when we asked two people out the fans blamed for this current uh, impasse between the players and owners. Uh, we asked, was it the owner's fault, the player's fault, or is it just the new Sabre metrics and so on? And it was pretty much about 30% for each one of them. So everybody's sort of blaming everything else, So which probably means it's a part of all of it. But there's going to have to be some changes in the collective bargaining, uh, maybe giving players earlier free agency and less service time and that kind of thing to try and, so they can hit free agency earlier because teams will just not pay anymore because of these new wave uh, analytics for pl what players have done, they're only going to pay for what they think will project for the next uh, 10, 5 to 10 years. And 10-year yeah, contracts, well, I think, is ridiculous anyway. We sort of touched on this in the last podcast when we talked about Peter Lonzo's service time yeah, and how bringing him up straight from spring would affect his um, team control. Yeah. I think it should just be a, 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 set, a set service time for when a guy comes, his first appearance in the major leagues, and that's when the clock starts. So if Pete Alonso has, or was already up, that should be started the minute he comes up, rather than waiting a yeah. couple of weeks. Or you know, if he come up in September last year, uh, that's when it starts. If they wait the opening day this year, that's when it starts. But yeah. uh, if guys are stuck in the minors for too long, they really need to try and find some way to... Uh, Stop this, how do you even put it, stockpiling of of people down below and they can't seem to get out of the, the triple A or whatever. But then I suppose if the, guy, yeah. if the guy's going to earn his, he will earn his spot eventually. Yeah, because um, I think it was on the SMY broadcast or PICS 11 broadcast day before yesterday when they were saying that Pete's one of the older players and deserves to be in the majors. But it, it's the whole service time, team control issue that's, that's keeping him down. Yeah, it's, uh, the, it probably would have been up long ago if it wasn't for this issue with his uh, his glove and his defence. If the, if the DH existed in the National League, he's probably up last year. Don't get me or... started on University DH. <laughs> uh, I will state now I'm really, really not a fan of Universal DH. I'm, I'm sort of... I'm wavering to. I'm still not a fan of it, but I'm wavering closer towards it. Put it that way. Than I, than I ever have been in my life. So, but I used to be completely anti against it. So, but it, when you think of the players that we have that we could be users of DH position, uh, it sort of makes you think. Well, actually, maybe. <laughs> but I do love yeah. baseball the way it's meant to be played, and that's everybody taking their position and everybody taking a bat. Oh, bugger. Sorry, I've just spilled a load of water down myself. I missed my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really is one of those. See, that's, that's the stuff you just don't get on bat flips and nerds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we right, have so, technical issues and everything. <laughs> yeah, we have technical issues. We have we have water missing mouths. Now, does that go down? Do we chalk that down as an error? <laughs> There's, there's an error for you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, one of the right, highlights, we talked about stuff. Now let's move on to highlights. Mm -hmm. Seeing three of the 69 Mets at Port St. Lucie. That just yeah. makes smile so much. Especially Cleon. I love that guy. He is fantastic. And Ed Crampel. Still looking for a kidney poor old Ed, but uh, hopefully they'll, they'll get that fixed for him. But it's just great seeing them guys there. And I think the Mets are doing this a lot better than they ever used to. Uh, yes. bringing get back the old guys. There was a while there when there was a lot of tension between the older guys and, and the club itself. But the, I think they've fixed a lot of that now and it's starting to uh, get to the point now where they are bringing these guys back. And hopefully they'll get a few statues of these guys up at City Field. There should be statues of Seaver yes. at Cityfield. And I would even say a statue of the 69 Mets as a squad. Something like that. Something they can do for them. Because that they team not only changed... Something. Yeah. 
because that changed that team only changed uh, the Mets history, but it was it was American history as well because it was the year that they landed on the moon. Uh, a lot of social change at that time, and baseball had changed as well. It sort of came into the twentieth century finally, and the, the the move out west and so on. So I definitely think that team should definitely be celebrated a lot more than what they probably are. Definitely. And they're such a diverse group um, in a time that wasn't diverse. Exactly. um, They've all certainly got personalities. (laughs) (laughs) To play in New York, you've got to have a personality. (laughs) Oh, yes. Well, you've got to, to be able to deal with the media Mm -hmm. and the fans. (laughs) I thought that was incredible the way they went round uh, the berm there as well. Uh, they're mixing in amongst the seven line guys and the other fans as well. Uh, to, to, on, just on their own, not even with uh, any Mets representatives or any security around. They just sort of were mingling about, uh, taking selfies and photographs and sending autographs and so on. I mean, that was great to see. I mean, you wouldn't see that at a, a premiership football game over here in the UK where you have like old Liverpool or whoever players sort of just mingling yeah. amongst the crowd like that. Um, John Heyman um, has just tweeted breaking Bryce to the Phillies. Oh, no. Are we, are we, oh, this is reactionary stuff here. This is bad for us, obviously, as Mets, but hey, he's been in our division for the last what x number of years so it's not going to change much you just down a little bit so but that ballpark will be good for Bryce Harper they're going to get a lot of home runs out of him in that ballpark yeah so that um, changes the dynamic of the division big it's uh being tweeted and retweeted all over the place uh Jeff Passan Free agent outfielder Bryce Harper is finalising an agreement on a deal with the Philadelphia Phillies league sources told ESPN. Well, that looks like it's almost done then. So, well, just to... <coughs> so congratulations, Dave. That was be the first to congratulate you on signing possibly one of the greatest free agents of this decade. And hopefully well, he will I'm not just... be... <laughs> I'm just glad it's over. It seems to have hyped up for so long now. Yeah, it's just been way too out uh, of proportion for what this should have been done ages ago. Oh, uh, but as I say, it changes our division big style, so it's going to be a, a, a tough run this year. So, but but like you say, he has been in the division since he started playing. Yeah, so it, it just changed teams. That's all. We'll just have to deal with them. So, uh, and we've got the and Box Park. Yep, <laughs> we've we've Sorry. got the. We've got the pitching staff to deal with that, don't worry. <laughs> well, indeed. So Anyhow. It is. Yeah. We do, what uh, do you think mm-hmm. about the pitch clock? I like the idea. Anything that moves this game on a little bit, I'm all for. I'm not necess- I wasn't necessarily in favourite to begin with, but I've sort of grown more as the game has slowed down. But in recent last year the, the game did speed up slightly. It's just moving the game along. Uh, anything that stops guys wandering in and out of the, the, the batter's box for me is good. So I would be for it if that stops that, but I'm not sure the players will go for it, but I heard a report today that it may be knocked back now to 2022 <coughs> anyway, so it may not even be a thing anytime soon. Well, you see, I, I don't think from, admittedly, I've only been watching Mets games so far because I do occasionally watch other games when Mets games are on at times that I can't watch it because of work commitments and things like that. But from what I've seen, it's not had that much of an impact. No, I I'm uh, not enforcing it. Yeah. But, but if you've ever watched... It seems to keep things ticking along. Yeah, if you have actually watched the, the, the clock count down on the screen while you're watching the at-bat itself, uh, the players don't say... Derek gets down beyond five before the pitch is coming in anyway. So whether that's just the natural progression of the, what the pitcher normally does anyway, or whether it's, it's, it's psychologically moving games on, I don't know. I don't think they are at the moment, but it doesn't seem to be having that big of a deal with the pitchers. So it's... But there are some that really do take the mickey. Yeah, there are there are a few human rain delays out there. So yeah, uh, I think we touched on the, the last podcast. The worst I've ever seen is no more Garcia Parra. <laughs> He's constantly <laughs> shuffling. <laughs> 
but I think <laughs> it's like a lot of these rules that are being introduced in that it it can be taken advantage of by players if they choose to. Yeah, uh, it's that the players will work the rule as they see fit or as they can. They will try to make that advantage. Uh, the thing is, though, if uh, if there's a timing thing with the pitcher and the batter, <coughs> and the pitcher wants to throw the the batter slightly out of his rhythm by delaying a pitch, uh, is the pitching clock going to affect that? Uh, there's whole sorts, lots of things here that can come into play with this, but uh, I don't think it's going to be a big deal. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon, anyway. So. I think it's going to be a bit of a, a no, no big deal type thing, like the um, mound visits. Yeah, because uh, although the in the postseason, I think the previous year before the mound visit thing came in, they were like they're ranking up maybe nine a game. Then when that came in, they weren't even getting close to the target. It just sort of made mm. made catchers not run out to the mound every other pitch, which was stupid mm-hmm. anyway. So I mean. It's, yeah. That's definitely had a positive effect, no doubt about that. But again, that's one that can be taken about. Oh, oh, look, I think I might have a blister. Come and have a look at my potential blister. Yes, you see, this, this is it. This is the other problem as well. Uh, it's the same with the whole thing about uh, minimum three batters per pitcher. When a pitcher comes in, he's only had to face three batters. Uh, a pitcher comes in and faces one batter, and all of a sudden, oh, look, I've got a blister or a cracked fingernail. No, yes, or, or, or an ingrown thumb. <laughs> there's going to be something, there's something crazy that's going to be able to work around that. And I think any way you complicate the game too much like that is a bad thing. It's better the way it is than to overcomplicate it with that. Even if it does take that wee bit longer. Yeah, but like I say, it is one of those things you can get around it so easily. If you choose to, it's all about how you play the game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and our next topic actually was coming up into trades, wasn't it? Uh, how they would affect yeah, the rest of the world. Yeah, just broke that. Yeah, and we actually broke the move that Harper had assigned. So, how does how will that affect the market then in, in years to come? Honestly, this individual one I don't think does, but as we said before, it's going to maybe I think service time probably needs to change somewhere along the line. And Harper looks to be definitely a fellow. There's just another one click up here about, about uh, Harper going to the fellows, so that looks for definite. Yeah. Um, but there do seem to be bigger deals going around at the moment, like the Nolan Arenado Rockies extension, 260 million for eight years, which works out, what, 32 million a year ish? Yeah, somewhere around that. Uh, I mean, it's. And- See, the, pro- the problem, it's not the, the high end of the market's the problem, it's actually the, the middle to lower end. It's the guys that, uh, that are fighting for jobs aren't getting jobs anymore because they're bringing up younger guys. Like, say, a Todd Fraser, for instance, five years ago, it's a no brainer he gets a job. He's a free agent next or the end of the season. There's no guarantee he gets a job next year because of what he's bringing up a, a younger guy. It'll cost less and be just as effective. Um, details are now emerging about the Harper deal, allegedly. Jeff Passan, $330 million, no opt-outs, 13-year deal. 13 years? 13 years. 13 years. So they're basically paying for probably the last five years of that for nothing. That's basically free money. I would say the last five years, which is a hell of a deal. How old is he now? He was 26, I think, is he? Um, hold on. Yeah, twenty six in yeah. twenty six in October. So thirty years. Twenty six. So Thirty nine. Thirty nine. So let's say natural production starts to decline after say twenty eight, twenty nine. Uh, that's a lot of money that they're basically just going to pay the guy to. For say five <laughs> years of production at best. Yeah, you would have thought so, but that's the way these these deals work. You're paying a guy for for more than what he's actually longer for what he's what he's going to give you just to get him. And there's actually a surprising bit. There's no opt outs uh, on. I'm assuming either side. Uh, no, I'd, no I'd have... it will not include any opt outs. Says the tweet from Jeff Passan. 
because I would have thought uh, in Harper's case he might have wanted an opt-out after five just in case the, the Phillies ain't going the right way for them uh, <laughs> or for him. Um, I'm, I'm getting live reactions from some of the other team um, accounts. Uh, <laughs> I, be I'm not naming names because <laughs> I might get in trouble. Um, oh my word, the Phillies may regret this. Um, beep, Boris really was that desperate to get a contract bigger than Stanton's. I hope it's heavily front-loaded for their sake. But 13 years, though. <laughs> it's the 13 years that has got me. I've, it's just, to me, that's just insane. And that's actually another part of the collective bargain agreement I think they should maybe look at is uh, maximising the amount of years you can give a player in some way. I'm not sure how you would do that, but there's got to be a way. Maybe you can max it, you can... The, the, the longest contract you can give is seven years. Uh, something like that. Um, like time limitations on a contract. Yeah, that's insane, 13 years. But, I mean, if, if he delivers, uh, if, if the Phillies go and win one, two World Series in the next 10 years, that'll be worth it. It all comes down to winning. So if they, if they win... 13 with no opt-outs. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, that's mental to me. I wonder what the did no trade situation is with that as well because say in five years time the team decides to rebuild if they <coughs> plan and they decide to rebuild uh, Harper doesn't want to be around are they gonna are they gonna trade him and try and get in pieces to rebuild again and will he let them trade him? Uh, apparently but, there was a mistake and they are now saying there will be opt outs so. Conflicting information coming out, but still yes. 13 years. I think they call this in the professional media fluid reporting. <laughs> yes. It's a very fluid situation, and so nobody has any idea what's going on, really, apart from it looks for definite that he's a Philly. So I actually, I was, I thought, it was, I'm quite surprised because I thought it was almost a giant. I thought the Giants were going to get it done, and I was quite pleased I about think- that. So. The extra three years might have been what pushed it because apparently they're offering a 10-year deal. And yeah. if it's guaranteed money, then you can oh, yeah, take it. Is guaranteed. Yeah, he's going to go for that there. And that's that's basically, well, he's life set up anyway, but I mean, that's just facing <laughs> on the cake for the next 20 generations of harbours. Yeah. Um, I've just got to step away for just one second. No problem. I shall hold the fort <laughs> and go over some up, live updates on the Mets. Uh, we're actually... Still 2-1 up at the moment against St. Louis. Uh, Mate looking forward to had a hit today, which is positive for him. He's one for three today. And Tracy is back, is she? And I'm back. Oh, Tracy is back. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so 13 years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, It'll be I'll... interesting to see how, if at all, this affects the uh, Jacob de Grom negotiations. Is he going to want a really long contract, a 13 year contract now? He'll not get it. There's no chance he gets anything close to that. If Jacob de Grom gets five, he'll be very lucky at his age to be a starting pitcher. Getting that length would be impossible. Uh, they may tack on maybe an extra year to try and encourage him over, but I, I just don't see a starting pitcher, even at the Grom standard, getting any more than about five to six years with guaranteed money on that, and anything even close to that level. It's just not going to happen. I just I really can't get over 13 years. Yeah, but say it's, uh, if, if the next 10 years they make two World Series and win two World Series, uh, is that then that's worth it? I mean, for the memories yeah, that but- creates for the fan base. And at the end of the day, this is what it's all about. Yeah, still two World Series, though, two rings. If, if, that's, if that happens, if it doesn't happen, then it becomes like a, an abject failure, an experiment gone wrong. But yeah. it's we're going to have to see how this is structured, if there's anything, any kind of other language in the structure of the deal, uh, before you can fully say what's what it's all about. But still, yeah, 13 years. So that makes it an annual average. Insane. Of twenty five point four million, apparently. Uh, Brace, can I borrow some money, please? Because <laughs> you've obviously got it. 
well, he got paid, that's for sure. And yeah, he's, he's got ball, his payday. Yeah, and he's got a ballpark that he can hit in uh, tremendously, because that's part I, of the Philly. Sorry, world. I think I could hit in CBP. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, even I could too. Uh, that's, that's an incredible deal, so it is. So, moving and, on, what have we next? when we were live. Yeah, live reporting here on UK Mets, uh, Mets Across the Pod. <laughs> Who ever would have thought it? Good <laughs> way. Yeah, indeed. And I thank you, Bryce. Thank, yeah, thanks, Bryce, oh. for that. They're perfect timing as well. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate it, Bryce. <laughs> Even if you are a filly now. <laughs> yeah, well, can't all be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So where are we up to? So, um, I think we've covered most things. Yeah, I think now. we've done everything we've planned to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've wrote my epic notes as ever. <laughs> yeah, I'm sort of scribbling things as I go along. This is still our spring training as well, so please, yes. listeners, this is still our spring training. <laughs> but if you we're... have enjoyed the podcast, please do rate us and subscribe. They will be yes, coming more please regularly do. when yep. um, the season starts. And yep. you may even get um, broadcasts from New York because I'll be there in April. Yay! Yeah, and yeah, I'll be there for three games in April. My, myself and Joe will be in City Field for the Dodgers series in September. So look for a lot of stuff to come out from New York then. So hopefully we can, the season is going well still then and we're in the pennant race. We bloody well better be. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I still keep coming back to Bryce Harper as a filly, and that's going to be a tough ask to top them guys because that, that's going to be a good squad. But I think yeah. we've got better pitch and I think we've got better depth. It's just uh, this baseball season's a fluid, living, breathing animal. So uh, it depends how it all pans out, whether it's the injuries here or there. Uh, we'll see. But I, I still feel good about our chances. It's still February. Yeah. We need to remember that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, Bryce is going to come up, come in late to camp now, so he'll be uh, maybe behind the eight ball slightly for a few weeks. Yeah, because he lives in Vegas, doesn't he? Yeah, so he's been hitting in the desert, so he has to go down to Florida and get set up and move in with the Phillies and sort out all that kind of stuff. So that's going to be a lot of stuff on his head, and hopefully he'll keep his uh, batting average and home runs down. But um, just to add more to the whole Harper news, there's um, a little bit more that's just come out from Mike Mark. Oh, I'm not even going to try. Anyway, um, Harper receives full no trade clause in deal with Phillies. Yeah, another big uh, and thing. Apparently, he down the line. did not want an opt out clause in the deal with the Phillies. Right, interesting. But he's taking a no trade. Well, I suppose the no trade just controls who they can trade him to. So, say in five, six years' time, they decide to trade him. At least he can choose where he goes. So, yeah. In a sense, that's well, yeah. Everything. They normally name about five teams where they don't want to go, don't they? Yeah. In his case, I would say it'll be a few more because he'll want to stay in either the East Coast, I would say. Unless there's a, a, he wants to go for a team and try and win a, a, a series, but that's that's for down the line. That's not even for now. But that's still a massive, wow. massive deal. Joel Sherman's staying here. Uh, he thinks it's stupid money and really could use a, a lefty and a star. They got both. They, they could yeah. have got both for twenty five million ish. Uh, Ken Rosenthal or Rosenthal's also reported no opt outs for Harper. Uh, he didn't want one, so that's. Oh, I don't get it. <laughs> it's just it's it's just the way baseball's went. It's just crazy money. Uh, it's crazy and, money for a crazy long time. Yeah, and it, that's but the it, only reason. Like I say it. It will be interesting to see what effect that has on future free agents, be that Jacob Degrom or yeah. other rising stars. Yep, it's because every one of them will want to try and beat this deal. And I just think it's not going to happen, not that 13-year, not in the new age of analytics. The only reason why this makes any kind of sense, and it makes no sense, is the fact that he's still young, he's still only 26. 
I mean, any guy who's older than us, 27, 28, this is, this is just insane. Uh, but we'll see. It's basically like, it's like, it's like putting a, it's like a mortgage, just spreading payments over a longer mortgage, really, is what it is. Well, yeah, but like I say, he'll be 39. That's yeah, I, old in baseball standards. Yeah, and I doubt he's even playing on the Phillies then. Uh, if, he's, if, he, if he plays half this contract with the Philadelphia Phillies, I'll be surprised. Uh, mm. But who knows? If, if, like I say, if they win championships under this, great. If not, then <laughs> we well, shall see. Um, one of our followers has tweeted, I can only imagine the hell that would have erupted if the Wilpons committed to Harper for 13 years. There's crazy and then there's this contract. <laughs> That's actually a very good point. How would Mets fans have responded if the Wilpons had done this? Uh, would um, they be A, happy that they spent Mets... the money or B, annoyed that they spent the money? <laughs> Both. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's the, the thing. The Bonds couldn't win. They couldn't, they couldn't have possibly have won, no matter what they did. <laughs> no. Because everyone started throwing up Bobby Bonilla. Uh, so they will. And then, <laughs> it's just crazy. Crazy. Uh, all right. Well, back to the shout-outs again, I suppose, because we, we, we keep going back to Bryce Harper. Uh, well, yeah. well, it does keep getting more mad. As yeah. Every time a new tweet appears. Coming in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, yeah, UK Braves. Sorry, UK Braves here is making a good point. Top end of baseball is still pretty healthy. Uh, three of the biggest, uh, five biggest contracts in history handed out in the past three weeks, which is absolutely right. Uh, the top end of the free agency market is is fine. It's, that is not a problem. But it's that middle and lower end. Like, and I, you'll notice this next year when guys like Todd Fraser hit free agency. Those guys are going to struggle to get a job. That's that's mm. where it is going to change. So, so uh, to rumble on with our closing. Well, sorry, what do you want to say there before we close out, Tracy? I can't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I cut your train of thought. Uh, yeah. Heading <laughs> uh, back to shout outs then. Uh, any baseball clubs in your area you want to have a shout out for to try and get? Some people down to try and play the game of baseball. Oh, yes. I had an offer from the Sheffield Blade Runners to go and see one of their games. Brilliant. So uh, I'll probably be popping on to one of those this season. No, no considerations to playing? No. <laughs> I'm mad, but I ain't that mad. Even after this contract that Bryce Harper's got, you're not going to try and go for something like that? <laughs> I'd be lucky to get like 13p and a packet of crisps. <laughs> over how many years though? <laughs> That'll be over 13 years. One crisp. Per year. Mm. <laughs> to play, for, play for Sheffield baseball. <laughs> Uh, the only two outs I have for that a few teams around Belfast have noticed they've been retweeting lately a lot lately about getting players in and so on now when I was growing up here in Northern Ireland there wasn't many options or opportunities to play baseball I see there is now so if anybody wants to give the games a try just look out for those Belfast baseball clubs like there's Belfast Angels Softball Club uh, people like that there so look out for those guys and head along and try out the game of baseball I'm sure they'll make you feel very welcome and if there are any teams or players from teams that are listening and you do want us to shout out or anything like that, just contact us on Twitter, slide into our DMs. We'll happily retweet your training, your games, everything. Yeah, definitely, because anything we can do to grow this game in this country is, uh, well, it's the reason why we're here. So Because we do have an amazing community. Oh, it's, it's fantastic at the minute. It really is. UK as a whole is pretty damn good. And yeah. I'm proud to count some of the various um uh, followers and the um other team account holder peoples as friends who i take the mickey out of and they take the mickey back out of me but that's what friends do yes that's what we do we just uh we'll have a good time here we enjoy baseball we chat about it it's just been a great community since the started uh so basically closing out you can follow us at UK Mets online. Uh, you can also join our Facebook group. 
uh, our follow our Facebook page. Uh, also, we have a website, www.ukmets.online. So, uh, and also, you can follow our personal accounts um, at les underscore mets. And Tracy, what is yours? At widget80. And you'll also catch Multimet there as well. And Joe is at Pitchos. But these are all in our uh, group Twitter bio if you can't work out what we're actually saying. <laughs> yeah, all these different accents. <laughs> uh, definitely. So go along there to look at all our stuff. Uh, and also, if you're heading to City Field or going to see the Mets in any ballpark in North America this year, let us know. Send us some pictures back. We'll feature them on the website. Uh, we'll feature them on Twitter. We want to see all the UK community going and, and following the Mets. Even if you're not even a fan and you're just going to see a baseball game because you happen to be in New York, uh, let us know and, and share your experience with us. Because I know um, Jordan from Diamondbacks UK, he will be going to a Mets game. <coughs> <coughs> even though it's not a Diamondbacks Mets game. Yeah, that's right. I remember him saying that to that. So he'll hopefully be sharing a lot of pics with us. So and uh, say please do and it's community <coughs> is all about. Yeah, and I know I've said it already uh, this evening, but I do want to say a massive thank you to everyone for all the support, the likes, the retweets, the comments. They really do make our day. Yeah, they absolutely do. And sorry we couldn't get to any questions and stuff tonight, but uh, this was just sort of a, a quick podcast. But then uh, Bryce Harper interrupted with his with his contract, so we never got to the and questions. I'm but we'll not to die. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we better close out before Chris actually does die live on a uh, podcast. Uh, yeah, I will be David, and I will die on it. <laughs> so, people, thank you for listening, and we will see you again, hopefully, with a full squad in the very near future. All right, goodbye. Yes, and like, like, rate, subscribe, whatever it is you want to do, go for it. Indeed. And with that, see you next time. <laughs> and let's go, mess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bye.